to the I'll Make You Pancakes podcast, where hospitality comes with hotcakes, with your host, Kanisha Fisher. Good morning, all you breakfast people out there ready to tune in, get a quick bite of breakfast with the Pancake Podcast. I'll Make You Pancake podcast live here today. Well, we're not actually live. I record this and then I play it for you, but you get the idea. Sounds good when I say it's live. Today we have a phenomenal guest. Actually, she's been my friend for 11 years, so that's kind of scary because most people don't deal with me this long. So the fact that she's actually here is pretty great. I am your host with the most, Kanisha Fisher. And as always, I am a pancake because I'm fluffy, hot mess, golden brown, served with the burnt side down. So we're going to jump right into it today. Um... A little dine to discuss with our great friend. She is literally probably one of the people who I'm glad I have around so that my husband has somebody to relate to <laughs> <laughs> while I'm being me and vice versa because her husband, she probably looks at like, thank you for being the buffer when Kenesha Fisher is in the room. So welcome to the stage today. Miss Lisa Williams. Hey there, Lisa. How you doing? Hi. Deep breath, deep breath. Hi. Lisa's nervous. Oh my God. Okay. So nervous. That's all right. All right. We're I'm literally here sitting at my kitchen table. You're already doing it. You yeah, I'm it here. Boom. All right, cool. Done. I love it. I love it that people get like super nervous to come on the podcast. So you're not the only one. Every single person says like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm like, you do realize it's just us talking with headphones on. I know. It just seems so different. It does. Yeah. Because you're like, somebody else is going to hear this. Yep. <laughs> that's okay though. Because that's it. what makes it great. Okay. Well, don't even sweat. Don't sweat. It's going to be great. It's a phenomenal day. Um, we're going to start right the breakfast. You got to come over, have some pancakes, because that's literally the only thing that makes this the pancake podcast. So we start right by pats of butter. One mm. pat of butter means that you're 100% sure that the gag reflex you're feeling isn't from anxiety. It's from the pancakes. Or five stars, five pats of butter means that um, you plan on just kidnapping me and taking me to your house and eating pancakes every day for the rest of your life, especially since you made your own blueberry compote to go on top of your Yeah, pancakes. totally did. So go right ahead. What? How do you star rate your breakfast this morning? I'm going to give it a probably a four and a half. Nice. Because I don't stars. want to actually take you home because I know you. <laughs> and that, kids, <laughs> is the absolute truth because she's like, look. <laughs> You are great in limited doses, which is what You're most great. people think. You're great. Fantastic. I don't need to take you home, though. Until I'm there for more than 12 hours. <laughs> I, I feel like Jason feels the same. He just doesn't have a choice. So He's in it now. Pray for him. Yeah. Well, we are going to jump right in because the great thing about Lisa is she is a therapist. You work mostly with pediatric cases, maybe young adults even. Does that qualify? I'll let you I say guess. it because you know. Yeah. So what yeah. exactly do you get a chance to do on a daily basis? Oh, well, predominantly, yes, throughout the day I do... Kids and families, you know, kind of ages six and up. And then I also have a private practice where I see adults and couples. So basically everybody. Wow. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. Anybody who needs to be therapied. Therapized. Therapized. Yeah. Yeah. That's a I'm word. Here. Yeah, it is. That's real. And I love it though. So it's cool. Well, you brought the subject of therapy, which I think, especially in certain communities, is a touchy subject. So many people immediately see therapy as something is wrong with me mm-hmm. and therapy is supposed to fix it, which being in therapy and being in therapy for a couple of years now, I can definitely say that's not always the case. So if you were to define what exactly does therapy do to all the people who have always thought that therapy is just for the people who are on the fringes of mental health, what is therapy for? It's for you. It's for keeping you basically stabilized. I think therapy's great. I mean, it's not always for, you know, I've got this 
traumatic event that happened Mm -hmm. or I'm not processing something the right way or I'm extremely depressed. Yes, those are great cases for therapy too, but it's also a good checkpoint just Mm -hmm. to kind of go in and have another person unbiased opinion that you can talk to about anything. Like I legit talk about anything Mm -hmm. with all the people that I see. Sometimes my kids come in and they tell me about different friends, friend groups, issues that have happened at school and they're good to go. Other times I have adults come in talking about relationships, um, stuff going on with their kids, dogs, family, anything and everything is basically up for grabs when you're in therapy. It's a sounding board. Absolutely. It's a way to hear someone else's perspective. Absolutely. I think therapy's great. I am in therapy as well cuz yeah. I would think that <laughs> if you I would think that if you constantly hear, you know, maybe the the simple things but also some of the really heavy deep things of people's lives, you would almost have to want to make sure that you're able to bounce around your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think it's a good thing to have though. So, what is the difference with there's different types of therapy? And I've learned a lot in the last year or so really about how some people will go, you know, you have your sit down, talk to someone, Mm -hmm. come up with a plan. And then other people do, I think a lot of television shows have really popularized some of these things where there's light therapy, there's sound therapy, and there's all these things, but not everyone needs everything. Absolutely. Talk about some of the more, like, what are some of the spreads of therapy and what are they aimed at so that people kind of get an idea of, if I wanted to try it, I would like to try blank. Right. So generally you got to figure out like where you want to go and who you want to go to, because like you said, everybody does a different realm of therapy. I Mm -hmm. do talk therapy. Talk therapy is great for some people and it's not necessarily what other people need. Um, Another thing that I am recently kind of not quite certified in, but I will be coming up shortly is EMDR. So I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing Mm -hmm. therapy. Wow. Phenomenal. So good. It's this idea of kind of reprocessing how the brain works and adapted to a previous trauma and kind of reprocessing how you experience that now. Oh, so it's training your brain basically to think about a situation in a different in a way. different manner. Hmm. Yeah. So how does that work? Um, basically, there's a something that you kind of do with your hands and you can't see that obviously right now, but it's called bilateral stimulation. Mm-hmm. So it's a movement that you can do with your eyes or with tapping or with sound. Um, just from left to right brain. Mm -hmm. And so it gets your brain to focus um, on those movements. And then your brain brings up the things kind of automatically. Whoa. And that's where you go. Wait a minute. So you don't know what your brain's going to bring up when you do that? Yes. Doesn't that that sound great for you? (laughs) (laughs) Yet again, Lisa has highlighted one of the (laughs) fun facts of Kenesha Fisher is that I'm not great with being out of control. So the thought of, so you could basically try this and maybe something that's always affected your life that you don't even know about. Absolutely. Just be like, Hello. Absolutely. Let's deal with this today. Oh, it's so amazing to is watch it? happen and unfold. Oh gosh, yeah. that sounds Because cool. it is, and that's actually a thing that we say in EMDR therapy is go with that. Mm. Like we'll do the bilateral stimulation. You'll take a deep breath and then we'll say, hey, what came up? What are you noticing? And it can be anything. It could, I'll give you an example. When I did therapy, it started with anxiety mm-hmm. and then I was doing this. They're like, what came up? I was like, oh. I, I, some, I think something's wrong with me because I keep getting injured. Oh, whoa. Where, where did that come from? Go with that. And then you keep processing that and it came up to like a touchstone moment. That's what it's called. Touchstone? Touchstone okay. moment, which is like one of your earliest memories of feeling a particular core belief that you have. 
which is like, I'm broken or I'm defective or I'm not good enough. So those are your core beliefs and you try to tap into where those came from and that's where you're reprocessing um, wherever that came from. I love that your eyes are getting big. You all cannot see this, but it's amazing. (laughs) Well, because like there's no way to know how that's going to affect different people. It could be. Absolutely. You you could have thought something forever and it could change how you always do something. Yes. How you always relate to other people. And just having that kind of held hostage, I guess, in Mm -hmm. your brain would be revelationary. Yeah. Revelationary to some people Mm -hmm. in just their day-to-day lives and their relationships and things like that. That's pretty dope. Absolutely. You have to start to wonder, like, (laughs) who was the person who's like, you know what I'm going to do? watch people's eyeballs move and see if I can make their brains work in a different way. Like the first person who was like, hmm, wonder why that happens. Right. That person may need some EMB. But there's so much research behind this. It's all research based. It's not just some like flippant thing. It's all research based. Definitely not. But it's still, you have to, it's kind of a eureka moment somewhere Yeah. to where as you're processing these people and you're seeing what they do, the brain is just one of those things that we'll never fully understand. Mm-hmm. We'll just never understand it. And you can't fault yourself for things that you don't try to, you know, overcome. Right. You can't fault yourself for stuff that happened years ago. You can't fault yourself for the way that your brain suppressed or, you know, ignored something. Mm-hmm. The same with the body, though. Like there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, wait. Yeah. I don't like this. Because your body holds all of that trauma you know, not just trauma. I know we start there, but it's Mm -hmm. feelings, experiences. Your body holds on to that and then reacts accordingly. So your body is always keeping the score no matter what's going on. And so we try to connect that with the brain and then kind of proceed to reprocess some of those memories to get a more maladaptive behavior that's more positive associated with that event. That's genius. Yeah, they are. I kind of like it. Yes. So... What happens if you go to therapy and the first therapist you go to, you're like, I don't even like this person. Okay, don't go back. <laughs> so there's not like a, a minimum amount of times you should go see a therapist to make sure that you all are If you're like, not feeling it, you're not feeling it. That's what I tell people that come to see me. Hey, great. So glad you came here. I'm not it for everybody. That's fine. I think I'm amazing, but I might not be it for you. Yes, I think I'm amazing. I do too. But I might not be it for you. And yeah. if you're not feeling it, that's okay. It's no offense against me, no offense against you. But if you're not finding the person that's going to work with you and you have a good connection with, you're never going to get anything done in therapy anyway. Because mm. you're not going op- to be exactly. open Exactly. How do you find a therapist? Um, the best way for most people is psychology today. That's like a website? Yeah. So psychology psychologytoday.com. Mm-hmm. You can look for your area if you want, like your zip code, put it in there. And it's for everywhere. It's not just here. Mm -hmm. Put your zip code in, a bunch of therapists come up. And then you can look to see if they're, you know, they take insurance, they don't take insurance. They'll have a bio on there, area of specialty. Um, So that's a good way. Otherwise, it's just knowing people and asking like, hey, who did you see? Or who do you know who's a good therapist who has availability? And work around it that way. So how do you overcome when you get someone in who already has the mental thought process that this, this is, this is for people who are broken. Like what are some things that you can encourage people to think or try before even going to therapy? If, if they're not ready yet, let's say that you have somebody who's not ready to go to therapy. Doesn't matter how good we say it is. What are some things that some checkpoints that people can say, okay, let me see where I am and kind of give myself a, a basis of, I don't know if I'm ready to go to therapy, but these are some of the things I need to look for, especially in like a critical case. Like, yeah, maintenance therapy is mm-hmm. one thing. Um, but when it's a when it's a trauma situation, how what are some of the highlights that you see 
that eventually put people in therapy and what are some steps that we could take before it gets to the critical mass? What mm-hmm. should people be looking for? Basically, I would say looking at how your overall daily function is. If okay. you're functioning high top of the thing and you're doing great and you feel wonderful, okay, maybe you don't need to go to therapy. But if there's some days that kind of throw you off a little bit and it's hard for you to kind of get back in the swing of things, that might be a little checkpoint for you to say, hey, maybe maybe I should talk to somebody mm-hmm. about this. But overall, it's always like your full functioning and how you feel just day to day. And if you don't feel awesome, wonderful, that's fine. Everybody's not going to feel like that every day. But if it's becoming an issue for you daily, like Mm -hmm. more times than not, I'm not feeling my best or I'm not feeling like the person that I want to be or the person that I was previously that I really liked and really enjoyed being. That's important. Yeah. So what about kids? Like when it comes, you said that you do six and above, how do you recognize that, huh, maybe I should get my kid a therapist? For parents, one, I just believe your kids. Like, I know that's real tough because they're kids and they like exaggerate and they make things up and that's fine. Um, But I don't think it's going to hurt you to let them go if they're like, hey, I'm not feeling good. Okay, well, let's let's get you in with somebody. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can talk to them, see how it's going. And they don't always verbalize it like that. Right. But like, what are, especially going into like teenage years or even going into school, Mm -hmm. I feel like is a huge turning point, which is probably why your practice starts around six. Because uh, once you go to school, <laughs> kids are like, whoa. Yeah. It's a huge life change because they're interacting and they're dealing with things that maybe mm-hmm. they don't tell you every day. How do you find a therapist? Well, psychology today, I'm guessing, also helps with finding your kid a therapist. But um, let's say that you have teenagers because I have teenagers. I have five teenage boys. Anytime you bring up the thought of therapy, a lot of kids immediately think, well, the only person I know in therapy is the kid who goes to therapy and something's wrong with them. So how do you... Uh, express that emotion to children so that they feel comfortable going to therapy? Is there a way to kind of talk them into, not into, but talk them towards the process of understanding why they should go proactively instead of just something's wrong with you? Yeah. And I think you can, as parents kind of take a step back and say, Hey, like, I know you're not going to tell me everything and that's perfectly fine, but I want you to have a safe person to talk to Mm -hmm. at the ready, just in case something comes up for you. So Mm -hmm. here they are. You can already establish that relationship. So when something does come up, you don't have to start fresh with, Oh, well now I got to get to know you and I don't know you. So I don't don't trust trust you. you. So I'm not going to tell you what's on my mind right now. So let's just be proactive and say, Hey, wanted you to have a person. Here's your person. Might not be me or your dad or my partner or whomever. Might not be us, but here's your person who's going to keep you safe. They're not going to tell us all the things. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be your safe space to, to talk about whatever you want once again. That's smart. Now, when you have extroverted kids, that sounds great. When you have an introverted kid, like what, what are, what is the, what's the, what, what's the best way to say it? Is there, is it better to just be like, your kid says, I don't want to go to therapy, but you know that. There, there may be things coming up in their lives or there may be situations that you want to handle. How do you get your kid to therapy as their parent without making them hate the experience? Like, is there a way to kind of cushion that if you have a kid that's maybe a little bit more introverted or doesn't necessarily like meeting new people? Is there a way to like go with your kid or? or... Always go with. Well, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, go with your kid. But even if you have a, I guess, another person in your family or a friend who they have a different kind of connection with Mm. who can kind of, you know, encourage them lightly to like, Hey, I've done this before, or you might want to do that. That could be a good thing. That's always a good end because it's somebody else. That's the whole thing with therapy and kids too. It's not you more times than not. I'm going to say exactly the same thing that you're saying, but I'm an outside person. They're like, Oh, she might understand it. She might get a little bit differently because my parents, they don't get it. They Mm. don't understand. Yeah. 
But I'm saying some of the same stuff. And so the connection between the therapist and the parent, what does that look like on the other end? Like, how do you then engage with the parent to let them know, you know, not necessarily breaching the child's trust, Mm -hmm. but how do you, what's, what's the fine line for you in giving parents um, the tools they need to help this particular child or to encourage this child versus making the child feel like you can still be their person. Right. Um, so I always talk to my parents. I'll give them updates and things like that. But I also let them know that this is the kid's safe space. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. But if I ever feel like it's not safe, you know, they're harming themselves, somebody else, or there's something going on that I feel like the parents need to be involved in, then I'm going to tell the parents. But I also let the kids know, like, hey, you know, you brought this up today. We're going to have to tell mom and dad or whomever just so that trust is not broken and I'm not going behind their back. And they're like, you told them. I thought we weren't going to tell them this time. Mm. So it's like, no, I got to tell them. And you know why. So being real open and honest about that and then going to the parents and letting them know kind of what's going on and what's up. That's super smart. Um, When it comes to figuring out exactly, like what about families or couples? How do you find a way to get everybody on the same page to talk to one person to be heard like what is what does that kind of session look like it's delightful because it's so chaotic wow it can be not for everybody obviously but it can be very chaotic Mm -hmm. but with therapy you got to set out boundaries Mm. immediately because otherwise it's just gonna be like at home well there's which is why they're probably there so if you set some boundaries about (laughs) this is how we're gonna do this in here yeah you know maybe not the first session because you want to see how it plays out because if you're a different way in kind session, like the same way the super nanny does it, she goes in and she just watches everybody. Yep, absolutely. And then she comes in like, so that's the first couple sessions. It's like, y'all know, you all just do what you do and I'll just kind of watch. And people immediately know that you're watching. Obviously. Absolutely. And they're like, but eventually that comes out mm-hmm. at some point, somebody hits the trigger absolutely. and the truth comes to the, to the light. Mm-hmm. So you can only f- frank in front in front of your therapist. You as got many it. Times as you got it. Not be honest. I love when people come in and they're just like, boom, it's right there laid in front of me, crying, snotting, face on the floor boom we're here let's go yeah because let's now do we it. can now we now we have something to work we with. don't have any walls up right now so we can go ahead and get to it so for a lot of people therapy is this thing it's this hurdle and you've given a lot of really key points to where it's just it's just a checkpoint it, it, it does not have to be doom and gloom disaster to mm-hmm. go to therapy right you can talk to th- let's say that you're starting a new job let's say that you want to figure out how do you is this the job for you talking through life goals. Maybe your kid is fresh out of high school and doesn't necessarily know what they want to do next. Maybe your child's a junior in high school. I have a junior in high school who's looking at colleges and I think it would be great for him to have an opportunity to just hear what, hear him say out loud mm-hmm. what the fears of adulthood are. Um, you know, just transitioning in every part of life, I feel like a therapist can kind of help with. So what would your recommendations be Um for just daily life. Let's say that you have that person who has recognized, okay, everything's not great. I don't necessarily know that it'll ever be 100% great, mm-hmm. but everything's not great. I know I should probably see a therapist. I feel stuck. I can look on this psychology today. I can make an appointment. What makes therapy successful? Like, how do people get from, I know I need therapy, I've made an appointment to actually making breakthroughs in their lives and changing? Being present in therapy. Like, yes, you can go to therapy. You can sit in the room, but if you're not actually doing the work in there, define the work, whatever it is that your therapist is possibly suggesting or bringing up pertinent topics, not just this surface stuff, Mm. you know, because we go in there like, oh, nothing's really, really bothering me. I want to talk about, you know, my car had an issue and, 
you know, I'm not getting along with my friend. That's mm. it. Oh, but here's the thing. Like, my mom doesn't love me. And I know that because she said it out loud. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. So just being intentional. That's my word. Intentional about the things that you're actually addressing. You're going there. You're paying good money. You're you're spending your time there. Make it the best that you can. And make it useful. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead and drop the go ahead and drop the, the bombs. Right. And figure out the best way to to get better. Absolutely. If there is a better, to just get success, get results. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I like it. Anything else that you want people to really understand about what your job is and what you do? First of all, I love that like your therapist tells you first meeting, hey, if I ever see you in public, I'm going to totally ignore you. (laughs) It's my favorite thing ever. Hey, you don't have to pretend, like you don't have to hide behind (laughs) the racks at Target. Your therapist isn't going to be like, hey girl, how's that? How did you talk to uh, a boy about that? She's not. I am not going to hide from you. No. But they're just going to be like, oh. But if you say hey to me and you want to come up to me, feel free. Yeah, that's what she said. I will say what's up. talk to me, absolutely. I will not initiate. I will not be like, hey, girl, it's me. (laughs) Hey, hey, excuse me. Because then they have an an obligation to now let everybody know, who is that? Oh. Oh, that's my therapist. Yeah, no, you don't want to put them in that situation. Mm -hmm. So, no, if you see me out and you want to say what's up, do it. Everybody does all the time. Tells my kid, hey, I think your mom's my therapist. Fine. Why? Why fine. are you doing that? Because it's a connection. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You introverts. I love you all to death. How are you an introvert and a therapist? It's way different. What? It's way different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brain fart. Like, I just, <laughs> I would think to have to take on, well, okay, that's a question. As a therapist, when people come in and they are dropping these real mm-hmm. life situations, how do you then turn and go out of that room without dragging some of that with you? Take some time. When I was first in it, I was like, oh, this is all so heavy. Oh my gosh. Thinking about all my clients all night and all day. A couple of years in, I was like, yeah, no, you're gonna have to compartmentalize all this because mm. that's not going to work. You have to put them in cute little boxes. Yes. And keep your stuff in your box. And then yes. when it's time to talk to you, we can open the box. And Absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually a, uh, therapeutic tool i'll tell you about it a little later okay great compartmentalizing um it's not called that but it's a form of doing that Mm. but then you readdress it later because compartmentalizing is usually thought of as a negative exactly i don't want to deal with this so i'm gonna gonna put it it over there box put Mm -hmm. it in the shelf and act like it's not literally seeping out it's like having a box with oil leaking out of the bottom of it and you're like no there's nothing wrong with that box it's perfectly fine but if you come back to it that's not as negative. You come back to it and be like, hey, I know I had to put you over there, but I had to function. So I had to put you over there. That now I'm going to pick you back up and we're going to talk about if it. you're just dragging around this wet box, there's the problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Because mm-hmm. then you're getting like grease everywhere. Everywhere. Everything's messy. Down, it's messy. Like, that's what happens. Your life gets messy. Ugh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I just feel so tense. I guess you call my hair. <laughs> well, that's good to know that you're able to. I wonder if that works better for introverts. Like, are there extroverted therapists? Yes. I know lots of them. I'm not one of them, but. Do you feel that there is an even split among introverts and extroverts? I don't know. I don't really take. Because you're an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really look at that. Hmm. But I'm also in my office and then I shut my door and my patients come in and then they leave. And then I don't do anything else with the other people out there. What for? For what? Yeah. I already have enough. Right. I got to compartmentalize all these people. Right. I'm good. That's a lot. It's fun though. I love it. That's one thing I do. I love and what I'm I do. I'm glad that you love it. Yeah. Because there needs to be there need to be therapists who love their job mm-hmm. and love watching people reach these 
next levels of living essentially is what you're doing. Right. You're helping people get to the next level of what their life is going to be and, and experiencing it in so much better of a way. It may not end up being all rainbows and puppy dogs and stuff right. like that. No. But just knowing that they can cope better. Absolutely. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Well, way to go. Yeah. have brought a really cool topic mm-hmm. which we're going to get into in just a second yeah. but before that we get to have what we call the break real fast for a f- for a fisher thompson fisher family fa- flashback okay so <laughs> unfortunately you've been friends with me far longer than other people have had the annoyance uh. level that you have and we actually let's see we've done church together we've done choirs together we've done sunday school together <laughs> um <laughs> so much We've done birthdays for kids. Your kid has watched my kids. Um, I've watched your kid turn into a whole grown man. Mm. Um, shot your wedding. Um, we've done, what haven't we actually done like in life? Vacation. See, and this is where it gets real dicey. I wanted to do the cruise thing, but we just, it, oh. was, it was senior year and we couldn't yeah, do yeah. it. You had yeah. to take yeah. care of a whole mm-hmm. kid. Yeah, he was a senior. Yeah. I'm not a very good vacationer. I'm really terrible at it actually mm-hmm. because I always feel like yeah it's nice to relax and do that but you I don't, don't be relaxing I don't ever relax nope no so on the cruise like I couldn't go anywhere like I was on a boat I was just in this boat um so me and Michelle Obama and her book like we just chilled yeah. a lot and I just kind of like acted like my family wasn't there mm-hmm. even though I love them dearly occasionally I just I don't ever get to take time for myself so that was super nice to be able to just detach and be like See you at dinner. Um, also, the cruise made me realize my claustrophobia is real. Mm. And I was fine until we pulled away from like land. And then I was like, oh my goodness, we're about to be on a boat in the middle of the ocean. And there's nothing I can do about Mind you, this thing is 17 city blocks uh. wide. No big deal. But like just the thought of being trapped in the middle of the ocean, yeah. which is not a thing, but I was. Um, yeah, it gave me a little panic, and then I had to wear the patch so I didn't throw up everywhere. It was oh, so much, so much. Did I you have a balcony? Yeah, I had. Oh no, no, there's no way in God's green earth I'd have been in that little okay. closed off room. I had to swallow thinking about that because I just threw up a little <laughs> bit right there. <laughs> Even the little porthole? Nope. No. Yeah, balconies like, are great though. It was. I sat on the balcony at night because I was outside. Do the balcony yeah. at night. I did. <sighs> yes, one of my faves. It was just. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. But I went. Yeah. So, yeah. Vacation with friends. I feel like there's going to be a lot determined about how much people actually like to deal with me. Yeah. It's like, she's like this all the time. <laughs> Even when we're not doing regular stuff. Like, she's just like this. See, if people vacation with me, I'm super boring. Like, I don't want to do anything. I don't. Like, know. I don't have to. Like, I'm good. Just went on a cruise. We ate and slept. Do we See, do I any like excursions? I like no. I like to know. I like to plan. Yeah. Me too. It's so weird because, like, I seem to be the chill one in most scenarios. And I'm like, no, it's fine. It's cool. But then you get me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to know all the things before all the things. And you all are like, it's fine. I'm like, yeah, brain explosion. <laughs> so what would be your favorite flashback that you have memory of knowing <laughs> the Thompson Fisher crew? This could get bad. 
This could get real. No, bad. it's the one I recently told you about when we were over here for the new year. <laughs> that picture. <laughs> Josiah. <laughs> socks. <laughs> and he made his own little kitten heel. Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things that have happened in this house that um, I just... You just can't process them. You just have to let them happen. Kind of like therapy. Ooh. Like there's no processing. So we're sitting in the <clears> living room, and um, all of a sudden you just hear this real heavy clumping noise. It's clump, clump, clump. And I'm like, what is? Who's dragging something through the house? And so Josiah walks into the room, <laughs> but like you don't really pay attention at first that he's the person making the noise. Josiah is the youngest of our five. Uh, he's also a little bit more dramatic than most. You have this saved in your phone of course because it's I do. important to you. <laughs> so we look down and Josiah's feet are super misshapen. Like he's got on socks, but they don't look normal. And I'm like, Joe, what is wrong with your feet, buddy? He goes, Oh, these are my heels. And I said, what, what's in your socks, buddy? So he had taken the little, wooden blocks with the letters and stuff on them she just showed me that picture and shoved them into the bottom of his socks so that he could walk on them and he's just dragging these blocks around so we called him blocks and socks for weeks because we're terrible parents who probably are going to be the reason why our children need therapy but yeah that one's a good one that's a great one the the amount of just classic laughs yeah that our family produces i am it's great proud and amazed that no one has really stepped in to change anything. It's kind mm-hmm. of scary. So we're going to kick this off with the um, a little round of would you rather. Okay. Just, you know, build up your stress level a bit. Cause Fantastic. Why wouldn't I? So basically, would you rather is a knee-jerk reaction. You just have to tell me, would you rather have one or the other? Do one or the other? Super quick. Perfect. So number one, would you rather have a pet dinosaur or a pet dragon? Dragon. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Paintball or laser tag? Laser tag. Nice. Would you rather create a new holiday or a new language? language you make this way too easy okay would you rather have five brothers or five sisters neither <laughs> i'm an only child so no so again no i don't want to do that one. <laughs> brothers <laughs> i want to do that one i love it brothers is the right answer uh, it is <laughs> um would you rather have a constant itch or a constant cough cough yeah i agree mm. because here's oh yeah either way you're really I was going to say other people. I feel like if you're always coughing, though, like, but if you're always, but what if the itch is like on your hands, you know, you just look nervous all the time. And if it's constantly like on your butt, then you look Do I get to determine where the itch is? No, you didn't say that. Mm, Good point. (laughs) Cough could just be, you've got like, (laughs) could be that long. It could also be, it could could be that. It could be Emily Bronte, but that's fine. (laughs) Either way, it's going to be awful. We know that much. topic for Lisa makes so much sense because mm. it's two things that she's a professional at. One is therapy and second is donuts. Yeah. Now look, <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to treat, like if you're going to waste the calories, it's not even a waste. If you're going it's to not. use the calories, you're going to use them wisely. I've learned this about yes. you. So tell me a little bit about your love of donuts. It's the perfect treat. Why do you believe the that? Perfect meal. Over, so the perfect think- yeah, that's why we had to do this. Wait a minute. Yeah, so you're saying I am. 
beyond all desserts. Yeah. Donuts is top above cake. Because you can, I just feel like you can eat it at any given time. This is Portable, fair. you know, it is. take it wherever you want to go. Deliciousness. But so are cupcakes. Mm. Mm. I don't know. They can be dry. And I don't like icing like that, so. I agree. Glaze is over icing. Absolutely. So, but what about pie? Pie's delicious. I love apple pie. Jason does too. I'm I can cherry pie. also make an apple pie donut. So there, boom, done. Oh. So you're saying that the design of the donut is what makes it superior. Superior. To other. Yes. So what's your favorite donut? That is a whole thing. What? Um, my favorite donut, my favorite place to get a donut, I my mean, favorite type of savory. There's a lot here. You can run the list down. Okay. So, like, All right. when you talk about your love affair with donuts, yeah, stretch it out. When you talk about your love affair with donuts, if you have it as a list okay. to bring to a podcast, yeah. you've got to break down basically how this is the best thing ever for okay. you. Yeah. Go. So, childhood. Donuts. <laughs> it's 1984. <laughs> well, no. I'm, I'm from a smaller town in Kentucky, Paducah, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And there's this donut shop there. It's called Munnell's. M-U-N-N-U-L-S. Munnell's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Greatest donuts. I just love them. They're great. They've got a cinnamon glazed donut. Ooh. Honey. Mm. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. That's the one right there. So this started from a very young age. Yes. How old were you that you remember having like your first Munnell's donut? I don't know. That's a hard one. Cause there's another donut place in, in Paducah and it's, uh, it's trash, but everybody oh. loves it. It tastes like lard to me, but whatever. What's we'll get into that. I'm not, I'm oh, not doing not that. Not okay. doing that. Okay. Um, yeah. So I can't remember the first time, but I know it has grown over the years and probably in the last like year and a half, it's been my complete thing. Cause so, now wherever we go, I find all the great donut places and we go to several I'm not surprised. Yeah. So the question is, do you still have like this nostalgic soft spot, have to go to Munnell's once or twice a year? Every time I'm home. Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. If somebody's coming from Paducah, you're like, hey. If I'm going to see them immediately, absolutely. Right. Because they need to be fresh. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My dad knows when I go, he'll have a box waiting for me on the table. Waiting for you on the table. Yeah. This is a good dad. Yeah, he's down. he's pretty great. Cinnamon that could have been another topic donuts. too. Oh, <laughs> great dad. Uh, cinnamon glazed donut. Yeah, from Munnell's, from Munnell's in Paducah. Like, in Paducah. Yes. So, have you found a place here locally that's like the bee's knees? I love Nord's. Yeah, classic donut. Who doesn't? That's what I love. Nothing too fancy because there's a couple other places I don't like because they're a little too fancy and it's more about the fanciness and not the, the actual donut yeah and if you could see my face right now it's mm. all turned up because yeah. mm. anyway because some of those places are like who buys these donuts these yeah are not they're not it's yeah. like oh let's be fun and put like cereal on top yeah, my gosh. but the donut's trash so there's yeah. that mm-hmm. the donut has to be able to stand alone absolutely and i love a yeast donut that's where it's at which a is nice that's yeast. Cream is yeast. Okay, Why would you all, even talk first about First of all, that? I was just saying, like, they are a yeast donut versus a cake donut. Is Eat. that the difference? Yes. I, I'm just, I'm, you know, not all of us are fancy. Some of us are real basic. Sorry. And we yeast, still go. A yeast donut is what Krispy Kreme uses versus a cake donut, which is where, like, Dunkin' Donuts is. No, they still have yeast donuts, too. Most places have both. Oh, but not. Cake donuts just like cake. It's why I don't. I don't like cake I don't donuts. Love, but I did find one cake donut. 
That was the best cake donut I've ever had in my life. Where was that at? It's in Grand Rapids, Michigan at Robinette's so Orchard. This is like, <laughs> so this is like a tour of oh, the United oh, States. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where's the place that I took I... Will on a donut tour. Oh, I did too, what, in, yes. in Chicago. We can we did it around here for his birthday one year. Went on donut tour. So we went on, wait, you took your husband yes. on a donut tour for his birthday because of your love of donuts. And he loves donuts as well. Now? No, he always has. Okay. Yeah. Just check. We do that. Okay. Yeah. So we went on a underground donut tour in Chicago. That sounds great. It was really good. So they started- Did you go to Donut Vault? Donut Vault? Oh, never mind. No, I didn't. So there was- I know donuts everywhere, like legit. Which is kind of scary. It is. Um, No, we started at this place called Dapper Donut, and they sell these teeny tiny Mm -hmm. little cute donuts. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Just I'm always hesitant with those, though, because I feel like they could get dried out easily. Yeah. But but these were really good. So they actually had um, like a lemon blueberry curd donut. Yes. Um, They had a Pop Rocks donut. Interesting. Okay. I mean, this is fine. There were quite a few. So we got to try like four there. And then we went and had like a classic donut at some place. I have to look it up. It's And I got a button that said underground donut tour. That was the highlight for me. Um, I like buttons. Yeah. Went to a place called Firecrackers, I think. Okay. Something like that. And he had opened this place from, had won one of those TV restaurant shows mm-hmm. and had opened it. And so we had like a classic uh, vanilla versus chocolate donut. And it was really good. Okay. So... I appreciate your love of donuts yeah. because I feel like they are, they're a staple in the dessert community, but also like people eat them for breakfast, Yes, which seems really perplexing when you think about it. So do you make donuts? Here's the thing. I just did like uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. I made donuts. How did that work? They were pretty good. I was actually surprised my first, first time out. They're pretty good. Of course, I'll tweak them and they will be better. Yeah. But yeah, I did it. So that was cool. So whole whole nation, yeah. Well, all the donut places you've yeah. been to. What are your top five? Mm. Muddles, obviously, because it's nostalgic. Um, donut bar Where's in um, San Diego. There's also one in Vegas. Whatever. Um, Just in case. Yeah, they have this French toast donut. Oh. But mm, how do I even explain this? They cut their glazed donut in half. Like this, like. Like open it up like a bagel? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then they fry it like French toast and it's served warm with syrup and delicious. It's the most wonderful donut. That sounds incredible. It's great. So it's basically. But they will sell out. They also have ice cream at Donut Bar and you can go at night and have beer and ice cream and donuts. Shut up. Shut up. Somebody's definitely not going to recover from that well. Oh my gosh. They'll be fine. It was worth it. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. That's so that's a great donut. They have great donuts there, just French in general. Donut. But they're really big. But yeah, you should look like, them up. They're they're a good a good size donut. But like, yeah, they've got the Papa Tart donut. Looks like a Pop Tart, but it's filled with like gel. It's yeah, man. Who comes up with this? I don't know. But I, think I love like 2009 them. <laughs> and on. People were like, you know, what we're gonna do. Oh my gosh, donuts. And they just kind of went crazy. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. French toast donut is number two behind Munnell's. And then... Yeah, I think. Give me three. I don't even know if they're in order right okay, now, but I'm just going to tell oh, you. we got two. All right, and then we're going to go with the Robinette donut that I mentioned. It was an apple cider donut. Mm-hmm. And it's a cake donut, and I don't love a cake donut. But that thing was... The consistency of it, it was still a little warm. It kind of melted in your mouth. Ooh. Yeah. And it was a cake donut. And it was apple cider? So did it have, like, fresh apples? Yes. It was at an orchard. 
I mean, so like, it was fresh apples. It was fresh. Like, I this didn't even hit the ground. Like, apple. it was, they moved it from outside and then brought it in, was like, boom, Man. do it. And they also make wine there. <laughs> so it's wine and, and cider. What? This, yeah. this it was great. great. It was great. Okay. So there's that one. So you got three. And then uh, Five Daughters, Nashville. Five Daughters of Nashville. Okay. Look, look, don't judge me. Have you not been there? I don't, I don't, I don't go places for food. I just eat wherever I am. I know. I know. You can make your eyebrows. You can do your eyebrows like that. I don't. Okay. Like, I like food. I do. I love food. But, you know, backstory, growing up as a daughter of a catering manager, like you, that's all you do is go into places and just eat food all the time so after a while it's like usually as long as it's good food I'm happy and I don't have like a particular genre of food that I'm like I have to have this okay because then I'm gonna obsess about it because we all know that I like to plan and then I'm not gonna be able to do anything unless I plan this so okay five daughters five daughters Nashville I'm in Nashville quite often so I can do that there I think there's four locations there so you should go anyway they have a donut um it's called the hundred layer donut that sounds really a lot because it is folded with butter a hundred times so it's basically like a croissant on the inside so it's nice and light and airy and it's perfect it's my so favorite it's just a regular, it's my like, favorite fancy donut oh it's like an uppity donut it's a it's an uppity donut because each one of them things costs five dollars per donut that's a lot it's a whole hell of a lot yeah for and donut. when you spend like a hundred dollars oh sh- in a do- it's okay we went and then we left and we were like wow those are really good so we went back and got more Ugh. yeah what? basically okay that's guess what it's fine it, it was a weekend happens. it was a weekend sometimes you got splurge food yeah so that don't somebody spent a hundred dollars on a steak before it's different. right okay. right when you used to sling meat yeah, um so yeah and they have seasonal ones and it's it's just light and wonderful and Anybody who has Beautiful. a seasonal menu usually has good food. Yeah. Don't, because don't get their yeast donut, though. Don't. So you no. need to get the cake donut from there? No, no, no. You need to get the 100-layer donut, not the regular yeast donut. I didn't love that one. It was but a little heavy. it's just that donut at that place. Yes, the 100-layer like donut croissant. And it's just place. an original glaze on top of it, or is it just the butter donut? It's all the things. You can get a regular one, then you can get a, like a vanilla bean one, then they have a couple of seasonal ones, and they have like chocolate, and they have oh, so they maple bacon. The hundred layer donut, but put all of it the takes different... three days to make. What? Yeah, uh, that's there's intensive. so much that goes into that. Donut. Okay, but and you it's know worth what? it. There's four locations, it's so it's obviously it. working. Absolutely, and y'all are paying five dollars a donut. Yeah. Okay. Delicious. So that's four donuts. Yeah. Last last one, and then Probably maybe an honorable mention if you get stuck. Jeff's Bakery. It's Jeff's. Do you know where that is? No. Where is that? It's in Indiana. Really? It's like, like in a strip mall. Oh. It doesn't look like. It doesn't look like much. No. But you go in there and you're like, but these donuts. Open 24 hours. Just open. We go right now. Yes. We're not, but we They have could. great boxes too. I know that's a weird thing to say, but they have a really good sturdy box that I really enjoy. Presentation is key. Yes. But they have a good cinnamon roll there. Yeah. Wait. Wait. So are we going for the donut or for the cinnamon Yeah, we're going for the donut, but they have a good cinnamon roll as well. And I like that one. That's fair. Yeah. So what's their best donut? Um, I just like a, a regular glaze there. It's fine. Hmm. I like a cinnamon twist too. Tiger tail, whatever you call those. So what do you get at Nord's? Uh, the bacon? French one? fry. Oh, wait, what? What's a French fry? Oh, I don't eat a lot of food out because I'm poor. I have so many children. What no, I get the- I get the cinnamon twist there, like the sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sugar twist thing. I get that. And then I get the French fry, which is like a croissant donut. I love French fries. 
but it's not a French fry. So why did I? It's a oh, first French, French fry. I see Don't. what you're doing there. That's I didn't bad. do it. They yeah. did it. Way to go. So my friend yeah. Jenna, um, she is from Ohio, and they have like some huge donut place up there that's like huge, like really big deal. Mm. And so she was coming back in town. She's like, I'm gonna bring you these donuts. I was like, okay. And then I ate them in my car, like all four of them. And I was like, yes, these are really good donuts. Where is that? Like, I need to know. It though? I have to ask her. So Jenna. There's a donut tour in some part of Ohio as well. Like you can go like this 80 miles and like make a loop and you go to like 10 different donut places. I'm to Lexington and back to Frankfurt just for, oh, you know what? Hmm? But some people will. Yes. Amen. Yes. I walked I probably on the will underground some donut tour in Chicago. So it wasn't that bad. Okay. They're yeah. all within walking distance. It's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. I have to do that. That sounds great. Yeah, I it was, it. and it wasn't, donuts. I think it was like 40 bucks and all the donuts were included. Yes. It was pretty nice. I'll do that. Please do, please let me know how that works out yeah, for you. Absolutely. So donuts are key yeah. in, in the world of desserts. If you had to pick a second dessert, like let's say this, for some reason, donuts are just unavailable in the world. Well, that's rude. It is. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> we have, to, so now we have to figure out really what your favorite dessert is. Cause donuts are kind of your overall yes. favorite and those can be anything. But if you had, cause like a French toast donut genuinely sounds like breakfast, which is like frying it up with, with. Absolutely. So now what gets to come in second behind donuts in your dessert likes? Because that's going to tell us a lot. Ice cream. Really? That's easy. Yeah. I remember how I said that one place has donuts ice and ice cream. And, donuts, and that's kind of the determining factor. So you're going to pick ice cream yeah. next. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. I love ice cream. Ice cream and I, I cannot eat ice cream fast as fast as everybody else can. What does that even mean? So like, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. So Jason will go to Dairy Queen. He'll grab blizzards. He'll be like, okay, he's going to get a regular size blizzard. And he gets me a mini. <laughs> this big. Okay. Yeah. And take me all day because ice cream, like I have to eat it ridiculously slow. I don't know why my brain, I maybe I have sensitive? higher. You have sensitive like gums, I don't have teeth? Sensitive teeth or nope. gums. It's okay. just, I cannot take humongous bites of ice cream like mm. other people, like regular bites of ice cream. Okay. It takes me forever to eat ice cream. So, and I really like orange sherbet because I'm a weirdo and I also like butter pecan ice cream. Like I'm 80. I like butter pecan too. You should. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So, um, I will occasionally eat cookies and cream ice cream. I really do like a good strawberry ice cream. And then we made a bourbon apple bacon ice cream when yes, we had our um, absolutely thank you so much like a heavy vanilla um we made our little ice cream our ice cream maker that was really good i'd really like another really nice ice cream maker but then i don't use it often because i don't need enough ice cream mm. you get the point Can but we I did it like it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only other thing i have to make is ice cream because i have my places here that i like mm -hmm. like because it's louisville cream i had my birthday party at an ice cream place you but, did so um, but I'm like, that's the only other thing I need to make. Cause I've made my donuts. Now I have to figure out how to make ice cream. It's not hard. I know, but I don't have a big machine. Like you said, I don't have a churner yeah, of like, things. They're not super expensive. You can buy yeah. one of them stuff like 30 bucks. Okay. Especially if you don't want like a huge. Yeah. Ours was maybe that big. Probably okay. About, maybe a foot and a half tall. About that big. And it's just a little bucket. Yeah. Put the ice around it. Turn it on. Plug it up. Yep. 20 minutes later. Boom. You got ice cream. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Doing that. Okay. Note to self, she's leaving here right now. Amazon ended up. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, you realize today that Lisa is a donut connoisseur. And if there's anything you need to know about donuts and or therapy, Lisa's the person for, ooh, that's that my, looks like That's it. the one I made. You made that donut? Yeah. That is a pretty donut. Thank you. Like, you expect it to look a little lopsided if you make it yourself or have holes in it. Yours look pretty. Thank you. Proud of you. All right. All right, so before <laughs> you head out of here, we got a little game of uh, 
call it the breakfast breakdown. Okay. It just tells us a little bit about you. That's all, all right, it is. Cool. Um, so what is your favorite accessory? Earrings or necklaces? Earrings. Every time. I don't wear necklaces. Oh, really? Like ever. I might have one. So what's your reason? They get in the way. They like hit stuff. They're like slanging in front of you. I type all day and talk to people. So I'm not saying you have to wear like a boulder. Yeah, no, I just don't. What for? Doesn't I add can't anything wear small to me. necklaces because I'm broad in the shoulders. You know, I need something substantial. But mm. I didn't wear necklaces for the longest because camera strap. Mm. And so I okay. tore up a whole bunch of necklaces trying to be dressy gotcha. at weddings and stuff. And so I stopped wearing them and started highlighting earrings. But yeah, earrings for life. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at us being the same sometimes. Um, wow. What's your favorite thing to shop for? Shoes. Yeah, because you kill shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, these fit. <laughs> <laughs> but if I like something, I'll get multiple in that style mm-hmm. and a different color. Like the tennis shoes I have on today, they're my workout shoes. I have, I think, nine or ten pairs. Oh, goodness. Yeah. but I, I, I have nine or ten pairs of I shoes. I know they fit, and I know that you how like they them. feel on me, so I just get them just in all the that. colors. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Got it. And then you're covered. Yeah. No matter what. That's right. Biggest pet peeve. Pet peeve. Something that you're just like, just immediately. I don't know if that's a pet peeve. It's a disorder. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) so It's a disorder. It is. (laughs) It's my disorder. I have misophonia. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So. I don't know if I can say a pet peeve because it's everything uh, well, that sounds. So break down what funny <laughs> is to everybody else who doesn't know. Um, it's a severe sound sensitivity Yeah. to like, all the things that people might not even hear. Mm. I hear everything. Right. Hence why I needed to make sure that was okay. Like you literally put <laughs> a paper towel up under all of the things that are on the table because the thought of hearing them hit the table is too much. Yeah. Also, if you chew around Lisa, she'll kill you. Just a thought. That's yeah. the whole thing with misophonia, though. It's a rage response. Yeah, you're immediately It's irrational, angry. but it's a rage response. Like, I want to chop you in the throat just mm-hmm. so you'll stop. Yeah, because it, it's genuinely, like, almost painful. It's it's not almost painful. It painful. It's very painful all the time. Yeah, so you're welcome. <laughs> now I'm just sitting here trying to be as silent as humanly <laughs> You've possible. You've done great. You've See, done wonderful today. I, hey. Yeah, I did we're what good. I did. did my best. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this kind of goes along with it, but it has to be something different. Okay. Biggest ridiculous hang-up. Like something that you're just like, oh, gets on my last nerves. But you know that it's absolutely pointless. Oh, I don't know. I'd really have to think about that one. I really hate people who hang their clothes the wrong way in their closets. What's the wrong way? Well, technically, they should all be facing to the left. Like all your clothes should be facing to the left and your hangers should be like, don't don't have Mm, willy nilly closets. Willy nilly. Get that together. Okay. So yeah, that's, but I can't, what, what, what does it matter? You know what I mean? I'm just out here. I'm not looking at your closet. I just mm. want you to hang out your clothes in the right way. Yeah. I don't really, I don't even know. No, you don't have any weird hangups. You don't have like, I'm sure like, I, I'm sure I have a thousand. That's the whole point. <laughs> I can't specify one. Um, I am, I have a few and I think Jason would be, it'd probably be Will that would be able to point them out really well. Your husband probably would be like, Absolutely. Uh, what, what are Jason's? They're probably mine. <laughs> Can Jason have the right. same hangout? Right. Jason doesn't like for the peanut butter to not be smooth in the jar. Hmm. So like, just don't, he's like, don't go assaulting the peanut butter. I'm like, who assaulted the peanut Came butter? up with one. Oh, what is it? <laughs> it's not that, but it's more my husband. He is like a brand snob. 
And yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. But because you, you, you said you said peanut butter, and he was like, yes. so I don't want to tell you how to shop, but, but if you could not get the Kroger brand peanut butter, that, what? that would be great. What? <laughs> what a freak art. Kroger brand. What? No. First of all, choosy moms choose Jif. What's your problem? <laughs> but he said Aldi's fine. <laughs> See, you know what? He doesn't even have. <laughs> He didn't even have a moral compass. That, you just I said used, peanut butter, but the rest of them, like when he's baking, everything is like has to be gold brand, whatever and whatever. And he has to have Fleischmann's margarine yeah. and he's because super it's a particular fancy. way that it super needs fancy. to be. Yeah. What? That's all. No, no, that's not all. It's just, <laughs> oh, I do. So I have to go to the grocery store in a certain pattern. Like I shop in a certain pattern. So I can't just go and to another any, <laughs> I can't just go to any grocery store. Like I can't go, go to any Kroger. I know the layout of almost every single Kroger and Target in the metro area. Okay. So what's your other one? Um, I like to do things in order, like distance order. That makes sense. I Yeah, I think it's wasteful to like backtrack. Yeah, there's no reason. So if we're going somewhere and Will's in the car, he's like, you mind if we go back? I'm like, why? <laughs> we were just... It was right there, and How we didn't turn, you. so How no. But it's just like, it's like six seconds behind us, but we've already passed it. That means it's in our past, and let's keep going. Oh. Let's keep we, moving. We're not living in the past. Moving forward. We're not That's living. right. Come on, sing it. <laughs> I'm not going back. Come on, Lisa. You better tell him. Uh, the Lord said move forward. Mm. What is your most fun adult moment? What is something you've done that you had so much fun, you were just like, oh! excitement level in your life was ridiculous most fun as an adult most fun as an adult these are hard they I are don't know. they are they're for your they're to, they're to let us know more about your soul Lisa. wow it's probably donuts what um uh, <laughs> donut related <laughs> most fun i really don't know you don't know what's been the most fun thing you've done as an adult no that's ridiculous no, you know, you I know what it is. I don't. I have no idea. I went parasailing. That was pretty cool. I haven't done that. It's mm. interesting. I want to do parasailing. That sounds fun. Parasailing doing, is fun. Doing stuff with wheels always fun. Like concerts and such. Aww. That's always fun. That's so cute. Whatever. I get to hang out with my husband. Ugh. The most fun I have. That's how you all have been married almost seven years. Uh, yeah, year of yeah. Come on. Year of completion. Stop. Yes. Get out. Get the- Go away. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what else it is. Like. Hey, listen, as long as you get to do it with him, that's all that matters. Sometimes. Okay. Other times I want to leave him here. Right. That's why I went on a cruise without him. I went with my sister-in-law. What? Yeah. Wait, you took his sister yeah. on yeah, a yeah, cruise yeah. without your husband? Yes. It was great. You know what? It was. Yeah. Clearly. Because he's you. He had to have all those patchy things, and he got sick the last time we were one. So oh, he'll he never go again. He never go again. I made it. The one night that I rolled over and that patch was on Came my pillow. Off. <laughs> I woke up like, ooh, uh-huh. hold on a minute. We're moving. Yeah. And then I was like, new patch. I was really upset, though, because I got in the hot tub, and this chick, mm. uh, white chick, had on a brown patch, and I had on the light patch. I was like, so my doctor didn't order me the brown patches? Nope. Got me out here looking like Spot? That's right. Strife. Thank you so much yeah. for coming through and just working through all your fears. That's right. This was mind. fun. It was. It was, fun. was. It was yeah. a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. So if people are looking for a therapist, Lisa has recommended psychologytoday.com. 
100%, I'll make sure that she gets the opportunity to kind of put her info when we, when we pub this particular um, one. Anything that she wants to add, any articles or something that maybe will help people determine what type of therapist they need, what type of situation they're looking at, you can do that. And then we'll post some of your favorite donut shops and see if we can't get other people to talk about their favorite donuts. So maybe we can start a riot online with you disagreeing. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> it does. It, it sounds really great. Does. I think that this has been a great time. Glad you enjoyed your breakfast. Yeah. Plus, you got your workout in before that. So I your did. day's just set. Like, yeah. you've, you've had a conversation about therapy and donuts and a workout. Yeah. Keep it going, kid. Absolutely. All right. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, all you have to do is just enjoy your day. I'm glad you were able to start it off or end it with me, depending on if you're going to work or coming home or hanging out or listening with the kiddos. Just know that I really appreciate you tuning in. And remember, when life gets you down, pour a little share up. Thank you.